Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. Welcome. Disappointment and exaggerated feelings can indeed destroy relationships. Episode 59. Disappointment can be very dangerous in relationships. We as human beings can be very irrational when it comes to disappointment. We nurse our disappointments and they grow inside of us to take up too much real estate. Feelings are important to know who you are and how you are unique. Feelings are also too often exaggerated and most often selfish. Learning to balance your feelings by thinking things through is a great goal to improve relationships. Our culture at large indulges feelings at others' expense instead of learning from facts, science, and truth. My last episode was about communication and the stories we tell ourselves, which led me to considering how often feelings contaminate interactions that erase a partner's valid point of view. The self-interest driven by emotions makes us feel very self-righteous and at times delighted when we erase the other person. We love being right, and we love the simplicity of only believing ourselves. Emotional balance requires more complicatedness. Relationships require greater complicatedness. We need to learn to shuttle back and forth in between feelings and thoughts in between the glory of simplicity and appreciating complicatedness, in between the way we believe things are or wish they were and facts, in between ourselves and our partner. I love this quote from Oscar Wilde. Sentimentalism is wanting to have an emotion without paying for it. Truth lies in greater emotional balance. Emotions help us lie to ourselves on an everyday basis. We pretend because it's more comfortable. It's more soothing. I don't need to exercise to be healthy is one lie that I told myself for 59 years. And recently, I'm very aware that when I shuttle to the reality of my scale, I definitely maintain myself. And when I don't get on that scale every couple of days, I love the belief that what I'm doing is okay. Emotional balance requires paying attention to hard truths, facing up to realities we would really rather ignore. Partners often can be a source of truth, a source of reality to interrupt the false stories we tell ourselves so that we feel okay. Maybe we need to be made of sterner stuff and not feel okay. Greater emotional balance can help you bring respect to your partner's ideas.
which might even have strengths you don't recognize at the moment. And as I've said many times, respect is more important than love because it gives room to not like the other point of view and to still listen and perhaps learn from the other point of view. When we get stuck in only feelings or only our thoughts, we are lopsided and not in emotional balance. Feelings can be very self-indulgent. Think of the power of disappointment to destroy emotional balance. William Gass, an author and professor, said, disappointment leads to violence. I thought about this a lot after my five-year-old grandson threw a hard punch at me while on vacation. He was very disappointed when I had corrected him. He wanted to withhold both pirate ships from four-year-old Olive. Even after I discussed the value and importance of generosity, as only a therapist can, he only wanted to give her the small ship and never the big one. He popped me one, taking me by surprise 15 minutes later, and he was so gleeful as only a five-year-old who wants his way can be. And I remember his dad being the same way at five years old. We all love power in its many forms. As adults, we throw passive-aggressive punches or emotional blows, often at the people we love the most. We can be casual about saying mean things because we are entitled, because of our vast stockpile of unspoken disappointments. Our collection of disappointments takes on a life of its own that has completely lacking in emotional balance. Feelings that go unchecked by thinking or facts build into false truths. False truths are a dangerous business for ourselves and for our relationship. Feelings can easily harden into being unforgiving. Everyone in important relationships deserves the benefit of the doubt, and we all require forgiveness for the terrible mistakes that we all make. It's the curse of being human that we hurt the people we love the most. You will hurt your partner less often if you decide disappointments are a huge part of life And it's your job to manage your disappointments so they don't spill over onto everybody else so easily. And what is the best way to cope with disappointment? Reduce your expectations. The best way to cope with disappointment is to reduce your expectations. The reality is, You have more emotional balance when you expect things from yourself and not others. Accepting and being honest about your own mistakes and how long your own learning curve is will help you soften your expectations of others. When your partner doesn't bring you flowers, does that mean they don't love you? I don't think so. I think most likely it means they just don't think about flowers very much. It's so easy to set yourself up for disappointment by believing if he loved me, he would know he should do this. 
No, that's not how it works. If you really want something in a relationship, you need to ask, and probably more than once, because it's hard to pay attention to new things. You have to develop a habit. I want to share the only quote I know by heart by Abraham Maslow. People who suffer a lot oftentimes do so because they are cognitively wrong about what they think they have a right to expect. I'm going to repeat this because it's really important. People who suffer a lot oftentimes do so because they are cognitively wrong about what they think they have a right to expect. You may remember Abraham from that hierarchy of needs that we all learned about in high school. If you make this understanding a new part of the infrastructure of your life, I guarantee you will have better relationships, less disappointment, and the bonus of aging well. Relationships are a balancing act. Ask yourself, what is the opposite of disappointment? What pops into your head? I want you to take three seconds and ask yourself. I asked my husband, his idea of the opposite was pleasantly surprised. This really does embody a healthy attitude. Surprise if it works out means you're not setting yourself up to be disappointed. My opposite for disappointment is acceptance. Acceptance of the different values we all have, the different points of view, and really understanding just exactly how messy life is and how hard it is to be human. Accepting that everyone is wired differently and respecting the work it takes to untangle those differences and learn how to be a team. Untangling the differences to make room for two people requires a good amount of thinking and a little less self-indulgent feeling. Reeling in your emotions to be able to problem solve and repair. In HBO's magnificent miniseries, Chernobyl, you watch the two scientists and the one Communist Party official struggle with their emotions, and yet they all three work very hard to think in order to come up with solutions to save lives. Really a marvelous example of people buried in terror and still finding emotional balance by thinking even while knowing their lives are at risk. Both emotions and thoughts are useful. Chernobyl is also powerful testimony as to the destructiveness of lying. Let's look at the emotional damage of betrayal. One of the things I often think about when I think about betrayal is how you're keeping someone frozen in their mistakes. If anyone gets stuck in the they betrayed me emotion, while this is completely understandable, it can defeat the possibility of repair. It's a struggle to look at the bigger picture sometimes. That includes your part in the problems, even if it's only 10 or 15% prior to the betrayal.
Generally, when a relationship is killed off, it takes two. Another stumbling block is the false emotion of protectiveness. I don't want to hurt you by telling the truth is all too often. The person you really are protecting is you, the secret keeper, because you want to avoid the messiness of truth and reality. Over and over, you hear me say how important it is to talk about hard things. Nobody seems to want to do it, or when they do, it's half-hearted and often goes unnoticed. It takes courage to face things honestly, because honesty creates an infrastructure of trust that you can rely on. Chernobyl was a disaster in part because of the lies that create an unreliable infrastructure. You can't count on the staff of retail stores to give you an honest opinion anymore unless you directly and emphatically ask for it. I cringe at the false drool over every purchase at the cash register. Oh, what a great color. I'm just so annoyed by the obvious BS, and I hardly shop. At my age, you have enough great stuff. Being authentic means being able to recognize lies you tell yourself and understanding when you allow emotions to drive the story you tell yourself that makes you the starring role as the victim. Try using your imagination about your part in the problems. Try using your imagination that there are two starring roles or maybe one with an assistant starring role. See if you can shuttle back and forth between your feelings of hurt and disappointment to thinking about your responsibility and part in the problem. Blame is most often false and emotion-based. It's all your fault is a very comforting story we all love to tell ourselves. Blame is childish and immature. My definition of maturity is honestly facing painful situations, as Fritz Perls suggested many years ago. It's important in a relationship to grow up and recognize the complexity of every situation. If you are a people pleaser, then you should know you tell people what they want to hear instead of speaking your truth. And yes, people will like you better in the short term. But long-term, you are planning landmines that are going to have consequences to your relationship. If you are punishing your partner and extracting penance because of your disappointment, stop and ask yourself, how clear have you been? Have you asked for what you want? Have you had 15 conversations instead of one or two feeble attempts? You have to grab your partner's attention so that they know this is important, even though it's hard to do and scary. Healthy relationships are a balancing act. Know that we all will be disappointing to each other. It is an inevitable reality. Don't indulge your disappointments. Instead, create conversations where you both have an opportunity to grow and learn. The cool thing about relationships is how much you can learn about yourself. It's a gift to learn to not point 
the finger at someone else until you've looked at yourself. My challenge for you today, the next time you start a conversation in your head, blaming your partner, stop and ask yourself, what have I done to contribute to this problem? Rein in your disappointments and stop them from piling up by having a more direct conversation, which will make you more trustworthy, even if it's about something that happened 15 years ago or 20 years ago. It amazes me how many times people dredge up things that they've never talked about that happened a long time ago. If you don't feel able to have that hard conversation, then start with, I don't think we talk about hard things or what's missing in our relationship enough. How about we each write down one thing we've been avoiding talking about and try to make things better? And finally, practice balancing your emotions by thinking through whatever is bothering you. It's embarrassing for me to admit, but I remember when a therapist told me in the 70s that I could think and feel at the same time, and this was a complete revelation. Thank goodness we all get a chance to learn new things our entire lives. I've created an online dating course because I want to help make dating better for singles. You may have a friend that really wants to learn how to make relationships work and not get played. Let them know about my free webinar on dating to have more success. It's at my website, therapyideas.net. Glad you're here and listening today. Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.